we've learned anything from these past couple of years, my fellow Americans, is that personal medical freedom and liberty are in crisis. America Out Loud Pulse brings together the top experts in healthcare-related fields to keep you a beat ahead. This is Dr. Marilyn Singleton, and welcome to America Out Loud Pulse, always a beat ahead. We are living in a world where new technological advice pops up every day. Many of these devices, such as cordless phones, cell phones, and wireless internet rotors, use radio frequency electromagnetic fields. Electromagnetic radiation, sometimes it's called EMR or electromagnetic fields called EMFs. Then you get those smart meters that utility companies have installed to monitor your gas and electric remotely. Although radio communications and human exposure to radio frequency energy has been around for a hundred years, these energy fields seem to be inescapable these days. There's almost no business establishment, school, library that doesn't have wireless technology. The World Health Organization and the FDA have declared that 5G is safe, but they also admit that more research is needed. Many physicians and scientists, such as the Bioinitiative Working Group, have safety concerns. Experts disagree about the interpretation of the studies, what standards to use, what level of proof is needed, short-term versus long-term effects, performing separate studies on the very young, the elderly, pregnant women, and people with illnesses. And importantly, people with conflicts of interest have to be excluded from the research. Given the uncertainty of the effects of the electromagnetic radiation, it's disturbing that the federal government, in its effort to expand broadband to the whole country, could eliminate state and local control and cell tower and cell placements, including schools and playgrounds. My guest today will discuss health problems and practical ways to reduce exposures to electromagnetic radiation. Dr. Patricia Powers was an active duty army doctor for 25 years and retired at the rank of colonel in 2004. Dr. Powers received her MD from the Uniformed Services University of the Health Sciences in Bethesda, Maryland, and had her residency in pediatrics at Walter Reed Army Medical Center. She is also trained in anti-aging and functional medicine and is a member of the International Society for Environmentally Acquired Illnesses and the National Association of Environmental Medicine. Welcome to the show, Dr. Powers. Thank you very much, Marilyn. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, first I want to ask you, I, in reading some of your uh, history and about yourself, I'm really drawn to your philosophy of medicine. Your starting point is where I think we should all begin. You say, we are all body, soul, and spirit. 
and that you work hard to bring that discussion to each of your patients. Please tell us more about your medical philosophy. Well, it's been a journey to get from what I what I learned in medical school, which was all about the body and a little teeny bit about the influence of the, the brain and the emotions and traumas and how that could manifest. And now, as I've learned more about the impact of adverse childhood events, childhood abuse, rape, homelessness, poverty, alcoholism, all that stuff, it turns out that probably 80% of what I see is due to the emotional, the traumatic, the old memories and imprints of that. And really only about 20% is in the physical. So I try to tell my patients that although they come to see me because I'm an endocrinologist and I, I you know, do lots of plants and botanicals and prescription hormones and things like that, that really we can work in the body, but they have to start looking at their, their lives and their histories and things that have happened to them in the past. And, and honestly, I ask them to pray about it if they're Christians to say, well, are these issues quiet and resolved and have I come to peace with them and are those issues dealt with or do I still need to do some work in this arena while we work in the physical and the vast majority of people do including me <laughs> well that's very interesting is more and more people are realizing that the mind and the body are connected. And I think we always knew that, but it's just having it said by, I guess, someone in the position of authority, like your physician, who will, who will say it, but not in a judgmental way, like, oh, it's all in your head. You don't really have that pain, <laughs> you know? And I think that's what people are afraid of being told they're a hypochondriac or they're crazy or whatever, but uh, I remember once I had a patient who had never dealt with the fact that her son had almost died. And she came in and I was helping treat her for shoulder pain. And we discussed it and it seemed so simple and almost unbelievable. But after just talking about it, and plus with a, a little acupuncture and a few other little things, it went away and didn't come back after only a couple of treatments where she'd Listen been that, treated, you know, several times before. It's a miracle, isn't it? When people are open to this idea and you start letting out that energy, <laughs> the body knows how to heal if you take away the barriers. So since we're talking about energy in the body, okay, we're going to get to the meat of this. And talk about these radio frequencies first. How did you get interested in that? I mean, we kind of know our body is a lot of electricity and frequencies, and we have channels with, uh, you know, people have heard of high blood pressure medicine, calcium channel blockers. Well, there's a reason they're called that, because there really are electrical channels that they, you know, manipulate. So this whole idea of radio frequencies and 
all these sorts of things that people kind of poo-poo. There's a basis in science. Tell me how you got interested in it, and we'll talk about the science. When I started getting frustrated with traditional allopathic care, and that was probably about 10 or 11 years ago, I started studying this holistic medicine, and I took courses, I went to meetings, and I started hearing from some of the people that I was listening to and reading that the energy we are exposed to, no matter where it comes from, influences our body and influences our thoughts. And so fast forward a few years and Nicholas Penault offered an online course and Wi-Fi, and this was probably about seven or eight years ago now. So I took that course and that was much more of the science behind the whole issue of how does the how do these frequencies impact the body and as an endocrinologist i i had gone into the holistic care realm thinking oh you know i know how to do hormones i'll learn how to do bioidentical hormones in adults because my background is really in pediatric endocrinology and you know we'll talk about thyroid and adrenals and diabetes and weight and and I can just waft some hormones their way and oh, everybody will be wonderful. And it turns out that wasn't true. I was very mis <laughs> misguided <laughs> because there's so many things that affect how the hormone system works. And so to just look at the problems in light of, oh, my, my hormone, my rose-colored hormone glasses wasn't broad enough. And I had to start learning how to identify and treat infections like Lyme disease and toxicities like mold and heavy metals and the EMR, the electromagnetic radiation. And so God's led me down this path to keep expanding and extending my knowledge base because the hormone system often shows up as collateral damage. It's not the primary problem. So balancing the hormones are one step, but the second step of that is, well, what's causing the hormone systems to be out of whack? And how do we identify that and how do we fix that? Well, let's just for our listeners, since everybody doesn't understand what electromagnetic fields or electromagnetic radiation is, what is it? Well, it's basically just energy. And energy in one plane is electricity and energy in another plane turns to be magnetism. But that's kind of how our bodies run. And it's kind of how everything else runs with these electrical signals. Um, we actually are emitting these bio photons, these packages of energy all the time. And that's kind of underneath or kind of around this physical self that we're in. We transmit signals via different kinds of waves. You know, when telegraphs came in, those were signals on wires. And then radio came in, and those were signals over particular wavelengths called radio waves. And... And now we have satellites that transmit signals via electromagnetic wavelengths. You know, they're not all in the same length, but that's how the TV antennas work and all the different things that are transmitting without cords. 
things that have cords do also use electromagnetic fields and the cording in your house and the cording with your lamps and all these things that plug in are conducting their impulses via electromagnetism. So there's an electrical component and a magnetic component. Is that Yeah, Yeah, okay. pretty much so. Now, what everybody's talking about 5G and getting 5G across the country and all that. So what's the difference between 4G and 5G? 5G is three different frequency bands, and they all refer to the speed and the amplitude of the wavelength, going back to physical uh, physics. There's a sub, sub one hertz, below one hertz frequency band, a, another frequency band under six hertz, and then higher frequencies called millimeter waves. And some states have the 5G millimeter waves and some states don't yet, but there's an increasing addition of the, of the wavelengths as we go from 3G to 4G to 5G with the idea that the more bandwidths that are involved, it speeds the transmission. So now people have all their, their video streaming devices and their gaming devices and everybody wants quick access. And the 4G is faster than the 3G was, the 5G is touted to be faster yet than the 4G. Well, it, it's interesting because um, I have a hotspot that I use for my internet and it can do 5G or 4G. I tend to have it on 5G just because of what we're doing now that we're sure. recording something, we want it to be clear. And uh, I, <laughs> actually reading about it made me wonder, do I really need it? But then sometimes when you're on a Zoom meeting, it kind of freezes up. And it's almost like the old days when it went from, what was that? DSL, when modems first came oh, out and, and it yes. was just telephone and then it was DSL where you were looking at a video and then it would just freeze up. And, and uh, some people still do that now, even right. with 4G. So now that they're putting so many things online streaming, I mean, now that school, my goodness, is online, that people want these uh, really fast, fast transmissions. So mm -hmm. uh, what how are people exposed? I mean, I'm sitting here at the computer and there's a little hot spot there. What are ways that we're exposed to this radiation? Well, we're exposed through antennas. And as we move into the 5G system, they're going to install more and more antennas that are capable of these bandwidths. But that signals for 5G don't transmit as far. So you need to put more of them closer together, ideally every several hundred feet. And so if that's the case, that's gonna be in every neighborhood in every business community down, honestly, every, well, maybe not every rural road, but you know, there certainly will be things where there are people, antennas where there are people. But we're exposed to these wavelengths from the cell phone antennas but also anything that communicates without wires. 
So that's cell phones and computers and tablets and routers and printers that are all capable of wireless. That's baby monitors and gaming consoles and and the Bluetooth headbuds, uh, head, headphones and earbuds. Many people these days have smart watches and smart fitness devices that transmit signals back and forth. There are medical devices like the glucose sensors that transmit data or blood pressure monitors. All of these transmit. There are smart appliances. So you can... Oh, the store will know when you're low on milk or is there an issue with your washer? Uh, door cameras, security systems, Alexas, thermostats, security systems. And then there's wireless and Bluetooth in just about every car these days. There are, like you mentioned before, the smart utility meters that are communicating your, your utility usage to the utility companies. And then there are overhead power lines. You know, we've also, we've all known about the overhead power lines and hopefully people know they're not supposed to buy a house that's underneath those. But then there's wiring in the walls and there's wiring in anything that plugs in. And so if it was just one or two of these things, the body probably would be able to handle it. But now the, um, the magnitude of the exposure and the duration of the exposure is constant. It's all day, it's all night, it's everywhere you go. And it's unfortunately causing problems. There are estimates that probably about 25% of Americans are showing some kind of symptom that could be electro hypersensitivity. Well, this is a good time to take the break because when we get back from the break, I know there's a long list and a lot of these physiological effects for you to go through. And many I hadn't even heard of. So, and I'm sure many of our listeners haven't. And uh, I'm really looking forward to having you go through all these things. For now, I'm going to talk about Cofix RX. Speaking of natural things, Cofix RX is a nasal spray. By its name, you can see it was invented during COVID when everyone was looking for a way to keep from getting sick. And this idea was invented by an American doctor. It's made in America and very simple ingredients, iodine, vitamin D, and xylitol. And the iodine and the xylitol are really well-known antiviral powerhouses. And the whole point of this is we know that 95% of the time we get sick through inhaling these viruses and other germs through our nose. So that's why it's a nasal spray. If you can nip it in the bud the first couple of days when you put it in your nose, then it might keep you from getting a lower respiratory tract infection or getting very sick. And even though the COVID panic is over, we still have regular colds. There's still the flu and all these things go around. And so we need to prevent those as well. So you can get Cofix almost anywhere and uh, it's health food stores, medical offices, pharmacies. And there's a little button on our website 
that has Cofix on it. You can't miss it. Click the button. You can read a whole lot more about it. See if it's something that's right for you. I know I love to use it and I have a certain level of caution, like after I go out and I'm in a big crowd or go to a big box store someplace where a lot of people are gathered. When I get home, I give myself a squirt up the nose and with the Cofix and, you know, knock on plastic fake wood. Uh, I've been doing okay and I hope you will too. So check it out. Hit the button, read more. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus-hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Before the break, we were talking about effects of these electromagnetic fields or radiation. And Dr. Powers is going to go through some of the organ systems where we do find a problem. And as I said in the intro, scientists disagree, but as we learned with COVID, there can always be disagreement. And you can't put your foot down and say it's one way or the other, but knowledge is power. And that's why we're here talking about it today. So Dr. Powers, take it away. Tell everybody some of the effects of these EMRs. Thank you, Marilyn. So let's talk about how this works in the cell. Electromagnetic radiation opens up something that we have on all the cells called voltage-gated calcium channels. And it's the influx and outflow of calcium that turn on signals and turn off signals throughout the body. When the EM, EMR, the electromagnetic radiation, activates these calcium channels and causes them to stay open without really being able to turn them off like we would normally be able to, that allows calcium to flow into the cell, which then causes the release of some bad actors like superoxide and nitric oxide. And when this is not able to be controlled, 
by our own bodies, which know when to say, yes, turn it on and no, turn it off. When that EMR is constantly turning on the system, this is resulting in the formation of a chemical called peroxynitrate, peroxynitrite, which then causes a lot of free radicals. And free radicals are normal parts of metabolism, but when they're produced in excess, they create problems. And we also know that calcium channel blockers, like people sometimes take for hypertension, reduce the, the symptoms of problems from electromagnetic radiation because they close these channels. But the buildup of this peroxynitrite damages the mitochondria. And the mitochondria are really important little structures in our cells that take sugar and break it down into energy. And mitochondrial disease is now linked to just about every chronic medical problem that we know about. And the brain is the organ that has the most mitochondria of any place in the body. Just because, so that, of, just, just because the brain uses so much energy and the mitochondria or where we produce, what do they call them? The energy powerhouse? That's true. The brain needs a lot of energy because it's the control for the whole body. And we're always, it's where thought is centered. Okay. So in terms of the brain, the effects that can show as problems related to electromagnetic radiation. It's early onset Alzheimer's and dementia. It's ADD and ADHD. Insomnia, anxiety, depression, fatigue, and brain fog, which are really, really common in my patients. There's a number of people, in fact, most of the people that I know complain of some kind of ringing in the ears, which we call tinnitus. Cataracts are linked to exposures to all these energies and autism. And I think autism, many of these, these kinds of symptoms are certainly multifactorial but it's the cumulative exposure to all of these things, one of which is this electromagnetic radi radiation that's causing the problems and making everything else worse. In the endocrine system, the hormone system, in terms of reproductive hormones, decreased fertility is noticed, changes in the testicular structure, decreased sperm count, decreased sperm motility and decreased sperm quality. And I don't know how many guys I talk to that carry their phones in their front pants pockets. It's <laughs> terrible. Well, it's interesting you say that, just interrupt for a hot second, is um, there have been several articles lately, uh, and who knows, maybe COVID brought some of this to light, that sperm counts, and this is overall, are decreasing. And it makes you wonder, I mean, we all know correlation is not causation. So, you know, listeners, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying carrying the cell phone in your front pocket is going to decrease the sperm count. But with all the cell phones out there and, you know, nobody's giving an answer as to why. And this is around the world. The sperm counts are down. This is around the world. And it's partly the EMR. And it's partly the exposure to all the hormone disrupting chemicals that we have in the world these days. 
In terms of women, women find that there's fewer eggs, there's increased spontaneous miscarriages, decreased libido for both men and women. And then hormone levels can be affected too. So estrogen and testosterone and progesterone can all be decreased as a result of exposure to this EMR. But the hormone system is broader than that. There's problems that we know about with the thyroid. The thyroid is very sensitive to electromagnetic radiation. There's the adrenals and people come to me for adrenal fatigue. When the pancreas, it's diabetes and insulin resistance and insulin Can resistance. Can you just stop there for one second and explain what adrenal fatigue is? Adrenal fatigue. So the I don't, I, I don't love that title, but anyways, it's a commonly used term in the face of prolonged stress. And we think about stress in, term, in terms of emotions and things going on in our lives and we're late and we've got projects and we've got mortgages and we don't get enough sleep and, and all that stuff. But stress is anything that's going off in the body too at a, at a biochemical level. And stress is also what's going on in the emotions and the spirit, like unresolved old trauma. So all of this stress cumulatively causes the adrenal glands to release hem uh, stress hormones. We think of cortisol and adrenaline or epinephrine. Chronically, when that stress or those stresses never really go away, the brain realizes that too much of those stress hormones is toxic. And so the brain will actually shut down or turn down, dial down the function of the adrenal glands so that adrenals are not making as much of those stress hormones. And the key with hormones is we need the balance. We need some, not too much and not too little. So when, when the brain is actually actively shutting that down, people will call that adrenal fatigue. The adrenals are not tired. They still can work and they still can make all their hormones. The brain's turning it down as an, as an effort for self-preservation. High cortisol levels for too long, and I don't really know what too long is, but chronically like years, cause the brain to shrink, especially in the hippocampus, which is the memory center of the brain. Well, it's interesting because some people seem to be fueled by stress and others, it just completely tears them apart. Um, I'm, I feel like I'm kind of somewhere in between, but I feel like, especially like in uh, emergencies in the operating room or something like that, boy, you know, that your adrenaline's going, your cortisol's going to, you know, get that patient okay, stop that bleeding, et cetera, what's going on. And then afterwards, of course, you feel exhausted and some of it's emotional and just listening to what you described, some of it's physical. Your body says, okay, I've had enough for now. And you need to stop and rest and repair. So you, before I so rudely interrupted you, you were going to move on to the pancreas. That's another area we, oh, we hear about so much because of the obesity problem and, and um, the uh, insulin resistance and all this. So the pancreas is a pretty sensitive organ. So what's happening there? Oh, unfortunately, it's sensitive to this electromagnetic radiation also, and it shows up with problems in insulin secretion, which then show up as prediabetes and diabetes, high blood sugars. 
And those kinds of problems are rampant. When insulin um, is made in a quantity over what we really need, so if there's too much insulin, uh, we tend to store every spare calorie as fat. And, and then we make more insulin because the insulin's not working very efficiently. So that's all called insulin resistance. So I think one of the reasons that we're seeing so many problems these days with diabetes and prediabetes and obesity is the, the change in the electromagnetic radiation exposure that we're all experiencing. Well, it is interesting because so many people are wondering, my husband and I will talk about this as we're eating some really good dessert and say, you know, growing up, we had dessert every night and we didn't get fat. Um, my mother, one of her Sunday breakfasts was chicken liver omelets. I mean, you're talking oh. eggs and chicken livers. Yeah. Total. I know. Mm, good. But I mean, a major cholesterol sock in the face, but our cholesterol wasn't high. It So something's happening and certainly some of it, we're a little off topic, but some of it has to be the different kind of food because we ate real food. My mother did use frozen vegetables, but beyond that, the food wasn't adulterated. Right, it was real food. <laughs> and, and because something has changed, and like you mentioned with some of these um, brain issues, that they're multifactorial. We know a lot of things go into the pot, but the fewer things that go into the pot, maybe the better off we'll be. But the the change in our bodies and the level of exercise and all this stuff is really quite disturbing. Reminds Isn't it me, though? Yeah, you know, remember in the movies when they showed aliens or people of the future where they kind of had a big misshapen head kind of these thin little bodies and mm -hmm. thin little yeah. legs and arms because they never yeah. use them. <laughs> right. Right. So like, yeah, it's very disturbing. And I have all kinds of patients who come to me and say, you know, I eat pretty well and I exercise pretty well and I, I'm careful and I can't lose these 20 pounds. What's going on? And again, there's so many answers to that, but one of them is exposure to EMR. <laughs> So, well, now, does it, do you know if EMR actually damages the DNA? Yes, I do. So, um, when there's a lot of these free radicals, these peroxynitrate molecules, that does damage the DNA. And unfortunately, that's a, that's a huge problem. Um, there is a study that says that just using your cell phone for 30 minutes a day over 10 years can increase your risk of a glioma, which is a brain cell tumor, by 40%. Now, is that if you put the phone up to your ear? Yes. Okay. So fortunately, most people tend to use the speaker and, you know, hold uh, it some, some distance. But lots of people around here don't. They still have mm. their phones up to their ears as I mm. move around town. Oh, well, that's too bad. Maybe yeah. <laughs> they should 
do the speaker or, well, I don't know <laughs> if you have wired earbuds, then you're better off. If you have those wireless earbuds, then that's the same difference. It seems as having the phone up to your ear, but if you right. have the old fashioned wired little earphones that that keeps your phone away from your head. That's true. But then you still have a wire conducting that electricity to your head and to your ears. So they make air tubes. And so there's wire up to about, I don't know, about 10 inches below your ears. And then there's an air tube. And it's surprising how good the quality is of the sound in the My Air Tube headset. Hmm. Well, that's something to look into. Yeah. So now with the DNA damage, what effect would that have on cancer making tumor cells grow? Right. So that would cause an increase in cancer risk. If there's, if these DNA damage, these mutations occur in eggs or sperm, then those mutations can be inherited. And that can be a genetic cause of cancer or a genetic cause of many other problems or birth defects. And this is one of the things a lot of times people don't understand that there's there's something called epigenetics, which is the genetics that happen to you after you're already born. It's like you could say what the environment does to your genes. And this is one of those things that people are delving into now that your genes can actually change from what they were at birth because of this phenomenon of epigenetics, having the outside forces go in and change your genes. So that's right. Scary stuff. Well, but um, if you know that, it can be very empowering because we know that we have by the kind of food we eat, the kind of life we live, that we can influence that. It's not the hopelessness of, oh, gee, I have a genetic mutation for this particular problem, say Alzheimer's, therefore there's nothing I can do. No, that's not true. There's all kinds of things that one can do. Well, that's a good stopping point here because we'll talk about that. We'll learn how people can be tested for sensitivity, how you can get your doctor to test you, all these sorts of things we'll talk about when we get back for our final segment. Right now, I just want to thank everybody for listening to America Out Loud Pulse. As you know, we are always a beat ahead. You can hear Pulse every weekday at 5 with an encore at 10, 10 p.m. Eastern, and on iHeartRadio the next morning at 8 a.m. Eastern. You can listen on our media player from any web browser anywhere in the world. The cool part is the shows go direct to podcast in 24 hours, and the episodes are on lots of podcast networks, Apple, Spotify, Pandora, TuneIn, Stitcher, and iHeart, to name a few. So make it easy. Bookmark americaoutloud.news forward slash pulse. One feature of the show that people love is that it's a different person every day. I'm on on Mondays, Marilyn Singleton. Tuesdays, we've got Dr. Jordan Bond and Dr. Stuart Tankersley. Wednesday, we have Dr. Peter McCulloch. 
Thursday, we have Dr. Peter Bregan and Ginger Ross Bregan. And Fridays round out with Dr. Harvey Reich. And then we've got Nurses Out Loud Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern. So we've got a lot of medicine out there for you. Medicine mixed with politics, sometimes politics more than medicine. I know you will enjoy it and have been enjoying it. So thanks again for listening. Well, the out loud truth was the rallying call that started it all. AmericaOutloud.news was an idea, a movement, a place where folks would feel comfortable speaking the truth without being censored or canceled. The First Amendment is alive and well. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. And unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus and strengthen recall. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order, risk-free. Love it or your money back, guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code out loud. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Before we went on the break, I was going to really pick your brain and let folks know, one, how if they feel off or feel some symptoms or have had some problems, one, let's hope they find a doctor like you who's interested in the whole body, but assuming they don't and they have to go to a doctor and say that they think they're sensitive to these um um, these EMRs. Are there any lab tests that can diagnose this hypersensitivity? There are lab tests that can be used, but the problem is most of them are not diagnostic. So they're fairly nonspecific and can, if they're off, they can be caused by other things. And so, for example, a complete blood count, also known as a CBC, can show low numbers of white cells or red cells or high platelets, all of which can be inflammatory. It can show that the red cells are clumped together. There's some inflammatory markers like the erythrocyte sedimentation rate, the ESR or the C-reactive protein, or sometimes even histamines. And so a lot of people are, these days are having histamine 
problems. They're sensitive to lots of chemicals, lots of fragrances, lots of environmental kinds of things, lots of foods. You can see elevations in the stress hormone cortisol, or if this has been a long-term issue, you can see depressions in the normal levels of cortisol. There's a test that most people haven't heard of called 8-hydroxydeoxyguanidine, 8-OHDG. And if that's up, that implies some DNA damage. And lipid peroxides would show some evidence of too many oxidants versus antioxidants. So that's a marker of oxidation. Because the uh, electromagnetic radiation impairs the immune system, sometimes you can measure some of the immune system tests, like looking at different levels of antibodies or looking at the T and B cell function for abnormalities. One of the good things to look at is heart rate variability. There are a bunch of different apps you can put on your phone or the HeartMath app is kind of a nice one to look at the variation between heartbeats. And there should be some variation between heartbeats. That's a normal thing. When we lose that or when it's too low, that's a sign that your body's under stress. So all of these can be ordered, but they're not gonna all give you a diagnosis of, oh, this is the cause. It's a sensitivity to electromagnetic radiation. Probably the best test is not something that a doctor can do, but it's taking yourself away from exposure for a few days and seeing how you feel. Can you go camping in a campground that's not full of Wi-Fi, <laughs> which is hard to find these days because everybody's got it in their campers and, you know, but tent camping someplace out in the backwoods would be helpful because it's, uh, it's that experimentation that might be enough to cement the fact that you need to lower your exposure. Or you can talk to a, they have building biologists who will actually come to your place and measure the amounts of Wi-Fi, the amounts of electromagnetic stuff in the wires and things and say, okay, this is a problem. We need to start doing something about it. Another issue is heavy metals. And most doctors don't test for those, but when we have mercury in our teeth or there's aluminum or lead or those kinds of things built up in the body, those are acting as antenna, you know? And so all of this radiation, this energy out here is then bouncing in and around because we have metal in our bodies and our brains. Well, see, <laughs> when you say that, I don't want people to immediately close their eyes and picture a tinfoil hat. <laughs> <laughs> but I, when, when you talk about these amounts, they're micro micro amounts that are additive. So it's more the idea that yes, so you have fillings that you're not going to just keel over from having too much mercury in your mouth. It's the onslaught of so much of this stuff, whether it's all at once or just constantly, depending on where you work, where you live or whatever. So it's, it's like with everything in health is, uh, Dr. Deanie Dell used to always say everything in moderation. Yeah. 
if it was just one or two challenges, it would be the body is very resilient, you know, and would not be an issue. But when it's hundreds and hundreds of challenges, then it becomes more of a problem. Well, how can people protect themselves? Well, first of all, being aware. Uh, and second of all, you can get a meter for your home to measure electromagnetic radiation. I have something called a Safe and Sound Pro 2, and it's 5G ready, so it measures those kinds of bands. And it's nice because it's an audio uh, sound. You just turn it on, and the, the more wavelength there is and the higher the exposure, the louder and the higher the thing sounds. So I can take it over to my smart meter because I have a smart meter on oh. my house and it doesn't sound very good. And I can put it by my cell phone and see if my shielding device is working. Um, you can actually lower your exposure in your home by turning off as much of the wireless stuff as you can. So at night, my cell phone is in airplane mode. My tablets and computers and stuff are either in airplane mode or they're off. My printer only comes on when I need it because it's wireless. And I don't have Alexas and I don't have Siri's uh, and those kinds of wireless devices. I don't have a wireless security system. And being aware that there are wired solutions, you know, people still use Ethernet cables to plug in their computers and their tablets. Those still are available and people can show you how to use them. There are groups that are educating people. So I'm in Virginia. We have Virginians for Safe Technology. We have the Virginia Medical Freedom Alliance. Nationally, there's the Environmental Health Trust. There's the Electrosensitive Society. And these kinds of people will help you identify how can you fix things? How can you lower your exposure? Now, beyond lowering the exposure in the home, because it's the part of the, our environment that we can control, choosing not to have a smart meter if your utility company allows that or opting out. And at least in Virginia, they have an opt-out choice for a different meter, which is still wireless, but they say it's less EMR, electromagnetic radiation or there are ways to shield it um, and block the signal that way. But you wanna be careful because I don't wanna take the shield and put it on my house and then send it all to my neighbor, which isn't a very nice thing to do. <laughs> and then beyond that, there are, there's shielded clothing. So this is fabric that's been impregnated with metallic fibers. And you can get t-shirts and underwear and headgear and scarves. Um, aprons, you know, you can get a blanket. So a lot of pregnant women will like these because it's easy to then use your devices with a, an apron or a blanket over you to protect the, the baby in utero. There's creams that you can rub on that are metallic in nature and they tend to reflect the signals back. And there are actually plants that are used Rosemary and bee pollen, they increase somebody's resiliency to these kinds of signals. Yeah. How, do, how do your colleagues think, you know, when you talk about these uh, electrical forces and all this kind of stuff, do they treat you like you're nuts or do they actually kind of listen? 
Oh, they they think I'm nuts. <laughs> yeah, they think I'm nuts. So we don't. I don't talk to them much because they don't invite me to speak on these things. Um, I have a few who are patients, and we've chatted briefly. But most of them say if they started talking about these things in their practices, they'd be harassed and ridiculed and and told to not address those kinds of issues. Well, isn't that interesting? Because yet another thing, I say this every now and then about COVID. I hate COVID. I hate what happened. But sometimes good things came out of it. And one of the good things that came out of it is it made people realize that the experts aren't always right and that you should constantly be questioning what you hear. And uh, all of us, you know, all the people out there aren't scientists and don't know how to read a journal article. And the summary certainly doesn't tell you the methods and all that stuff to let you know whether it was a good article or not. But you talk about these groups, you mentioned some groups in Virginia. These are things that people can look up in their area and try to get educated about things. Because if you don't have time in your doctor's office and, you know, and again, like we discussed, it's probably 90% not the doctor's fault. That's the way the system works at this point. Yeah. Um, you have to go out and get information elsewhere. And you have to compare information. Like everybody says, you can't diagnose yourself on Google and you can't believe everything you read. So you have to look for legitimate sources of information. Do you have any websites that discuss this issue where people might learn a bit more? I do. So there's the, again, Virginia, Virginia Medical Freedom Alliance. The, that's for Virginia, but you know, the information is there for anyone. The Environmental Health Trust is a lovely source, as is the Electrosensitive Society. There's an interesting book called The Invisible Rainbow by Arthur Furstenberg, which was published in 2020. And he's an MD and he's summarized a lot of the research on EMR and especially its effects on cancer insulin resistance and obesity and tinnitus. The EMF portal, which is emf-portal.org, is a research compendium of thousands of papers on EMF and studies that have been done for its biochemical impact and how this is affecting our physical self. There's a book called The EMF Practical Guide by a guy named Lloyd Burrell. And Joe Mercola has a book called EMF Apostrophe, um, EMF uh, Star D. I don't know how you say that, but EMF. <laughs> and both of those books are great on you know what it is. Let's look at the research and how do you impact your personal life and your personal home. Well, that's a really good list. And what I'll do is I'll put that list in the write-up for the show. So because people can't remember all that stuff, just talking about it, but they can read about it and click on and try to learn more. So I just want to thank you for coming on. This is a difficult topic. We've just scratched the surface and a lot of people think it's hokum. 
And uh, it's one of these things, but that's the great thing about our listeners. They have open minds and listen to the shows because they want to learn about new stuff. And so this is going to be new to a lot of people. And I thank you so much for coming on the show. Marilyn, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. And I just want to thank everyone for listening to America Out Loud Pulse. A beat ahead. Yes, indeed. What I'd like to urge you to do is look at the top of our page, and we have something called a trending cloud, and it's got all the topics that are going on, and you can see other things on the website. It's kind of a good way to kind of keep in touch with the with the news. Now, we've had our email feature for a while. It's a great feature. If you have a question for the host or the guest, you can just send in the email. First names are fine. We'll get back to you with an answer. And then our brand new feature is AmericaOutloud.shop. And what that is, it's a shopping site. Us says, speaks for itself. It's got books, some of the products, co-fix you can get on there. And with using the code out loud, easy to remember, you can get a discount on the product. So lots of great stuff on the website. So thanks again for listening. And whether you agree or have other opinions, please share the show. And until next week, say it loud. I'm free and I'm proud.